God bless you guys. Excellent testimony. Let's, God, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Let's give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Let's just take a minute. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the power and the mercy and your love and your guidance and your wisdom. We thank you for all these awesome testimonies, Lord. We praise you and we give you glory. And Lord, right now we just yield to you. Show us what you need us to see, see, Lord. Speak to us, each person, what they need to hear. And we know you'll do it just like that. I thank you, Father, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. All right, y'all got my stuff up? All right, tonight I'm going to teach a little bit about first fruits. And I'm waiting for Todd to get my screen up. <coughs> So, anyway, how many of you have heard about first fruits before? Know something about it? A lot of us do. A lot of us know that there's, it's like a season, the feast that they have in the Jewish culture. Is it coming? Okay. <laughs> because I'm like lost without my <laughs> So, we all know that it's like a season because the Lord had established a time when the harvest would come that the people were to give their first fruits. So I'm waiting on this. Wow. <laughs> Praise God. And all of this whole thing is about the heart. I want you to keep that in mind as I'm teaching. Everything is about the heart. It's all about seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first in your life the kingdom of God. I should have brought my other notes. All right. So there's several scriptures uh, that talk about the first. First things belong to God. If you go to... I'm trying to remember the scriptures now. Hmm? I didn't. It's in the car. You can go get it. That's all I need if I have that. <laughs> it's in a yellow folder. <laughs> we never have this trouble, so this is kind of embarrassing. Huh? Bleed the blood. All right. Yeah, this scripture, where is my computer tech angels? And I'm just going to say right now, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. So all things, this thing is going to work together for good for those who love the Lord. Amen. I, I don't know why it's like that, but in Exodus 13, 1 through 12, it's, it says here that the Lord spoke to Moses, and he said, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both man and beast, both man and animal. He says, It is mine. So, we need to know a little bit of something about our Father, how He is. 
I guess I can see this one. He says, it is mine. He doesn't say, it could be mine. You could give it to me. You can offer it to me. He says, it's mine. So this, this is some things about our father. Exodus 13, 12 through 13. It says, you are to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb, all the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey, but if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem every firstborn among your sons. So what's the Lord saying here? <clears throat> He's saying that in this world there were clean things and there were unclean things. And the clean things of the first had to belong to God. They were God's. If they were unclean, they had to be redeemed. Because he said you, the firstborn donkey, which was an unclean animal, he said if, uh, to redeem that uh, womb of the donkey that brought forth the firstborn donkey, to redeem the rest, that there had to be a sacrifice. Okay? So what's he saying? If we don't give God the first, then if we don't redeem the rest, we're going to lose it anyway. So that's what God, this is our father. You know, this is not, um, I'm not trying to uh, hype you out about a bunch of stuff. This is how, this is our father. It is all through the word about giving the first. So we were born. All of us were born unclean because we were born with a sin iniquity nature. So we had to be redeemed because what was born unclean has to be redeemed with the clean. Jesus was born clean with no sin iniquity nature in him. So because of that, the Lord gave his first and only begotten son to redeem all of us. We're like the donkeys. But the Lord redeemed us. So all through the word. He teaches us about this. So. One thing about the Lord. He says. That the tithe. The first tenth. Is his. This is another thing he says. The first tenth. Not you know. The leftovers, okay, after I pay my bills, after I pay my mortgage and all that stuff, then I might try to muster up a tithe of whatever the tenth is. No, he says the first tenth. The first is, I want you to focus on the first because it's all about the heart. He says, he says if you don't tithe, you're actually robbing God because it belongs to him. So it's like if I gave Carrie my car, Carrie and Paige, I said, I'm going to let you all drive my car for a month. You know, the, the uh, Ferrari. Yes, this is yours. Let you drive it for a month. And so a month comes up, and, and then you, can, you come up to me, and you say, uh, with the keys, and you go, we, me and Paige, we want you to know, Zinni, we're going to give you this car. But I'm going to go, well, wait a minute. That car was mine to begin with. <laughs> so do you understand how we are, how we, how we think about tithing and giving, we think, well, I'll give to God, I'll give to God. But see, there, these things, the tenth belongs to him. The first belongs to him. He says, it says, so Jesus was God's tithe. 
Jesus was the first. He gave Jesus before we ever, ever believed. He's giving us the first of his one, okay, giving of the first is one of God's love languages. It's about the heart. It's like um, if I want my husband's affection, I want his affection that I am the first and only female (laughs) that he has affection for. Because if he gives me something left over after he's like loved on everybody else, it you know what? I reject it. Do you understand? God is like that with us. He's like that with us. Amen. So this is our father. We must honor the Lord. It's all about honor and it's about the heart. Did it ever come up? No. Wow. Okay. The in Exodus 23:19 it says the first of the first fruit of your land you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. I want you to notice that word bring. It doesn't he doesn't say I want you to give it to the house of the Lord. You know why he doesn't say give? Because that first fruit does not belong to you. <laughs> it belongs to him. He didn't say I want you to give, I want you to offer. He said I want you to bring it in to the house of God, the house of the Lord. So we bring him what is his. Amen. And then in Proverbs 3, 9 through 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with your first fruits of all your increases. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Now, I want to tell you something. Our father is not like a slot machine. Okay, God, I did my tenth. I did my first fruits. Now what you going to give me? It's not like that. It's about a heart connection. And so we'll, as we go through, you'll, you'll begin to understand some more of this. And then from the beginning, I want to tell you from the very beginning that there was first fruits. And when we look at the story of Cain and Abel, it says in Genesis 4, 3 through 5, it says, And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Then it says, Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fat. So the difference was Cain had in the last, you know, like he ate out of his fruit and his vegetables he ate everything and then he's like oh what have I got left over the process of time oh I've had a good time with all this food okay God I'm going to bring you an offering okay that's just like this like uh, me saying I don't want your leftovers if you've been out loving on everybody else you can forget it (laughs) but see Abel brought the firstborn of his flock what why is that important because it takes faith It takes faith when you bring the firstborn, the first of your increase. It takes faith to know that there's going to be more. You have to live by faith to give up that total first part. You know, when he when he had a uh, when they had flocks and that first lamb that comes, it takes faith that there'll be more. So the Lord requires faith. In, when it comes to respect of the firstborn. It says, And Abel also brought the firstborn of the flock and, his, and their fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. 
And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. And so we have to understand this is about the heart. This is about honor. Tithe and offerings, there's a covenant, there's a connection. In Malachi 3, 6 through 7, it says, I, the Lord, I do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees, and you have not kept them. He says, return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. So God says, I need you to return to me. How do you do that? God wants you under his blessing. He wants you to be connected to him. He wants you to be uh, in covenant with him. He's wooing you. Return to me. In Malachi 3, 7, 9, he says, But you ask, well, how, sh- how, how are we to return, God? What, 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 do you, what do you mean, return to you? He says, Will a mere mortal rob God, yet you rob me? And so, but you ask, how are we robbing you? And he says, in tithes and offerings. You see, they belong to him. But yet, people are robbing him, and they're not with him. They've rejected him. They have gone after other loves, other idols, other things that have caught their attention and their desires and what they want their money. Or maybe they've gone after uh, anxiety because of mortgages and car payments and things like that. They've made idols. They've created idols. And they did not put God first. And they did not give him what was his. He says, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you're robbing me. And God is not saying this like, oh, you're under a curse. He's saying it because this is just the facts. If, if we don't connect with God and give him what is his, it brings a curse. It's just the way it is. Amen. So God's blessing, he needs our connection. He needs us in covenant with him. He wants the blessing to be on us. He wants protection to be on us. It goes on to say in Malachi 3.10, bring the whole, the whole tithe into the storehouse. That's the whole tenth. The first tenth of your increase, bring the whole thing into the storehouse. He didn't say, uh, you know, sit, oh, I see it's like really weird up there. But he said, um, <laughs> it's like so dark. I don't know what happened. But he said that bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. He didn't say, oh, you can make a decision if you want to send some to missions or you want to, you know, go feed a neighbor and you want to. No, the Lord is very clear about this. You This is not yours to make a decision about. It belongs to him. It's not yours where you go, oh, I think I'll give to this charity and I'll do that. And and it's not like that. He's very clear. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And then he goes on to say, test me on this. In all of the Bible, this is one of the few places that our father said, you can test me on this one. He says, 
Test me on this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will, be, will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vine in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe. So what's the Lord saying? He's saying, I'm going to protect the blessing. If you give me what's mine, I can redeem the unclean. I can redeem it. Now I can, I can put my presence on it, my glory, because I have a legal right. Because you've given me what's mine. We're connected in covenant, and I can trust you as a steward of what's mine. Therefore, I'm going to pour such a blessing on you and that and not only that it'll be protected so it it's like the car won't break down the the roof won't leak things he's going to protect you in a supernatural way amen where the enemy comes in to devour the pest the the things come in to devour our finances he comes in just like with Kristen. she got that computer she got that battery all that free Amen. He came in and protected the situation. Amen. That's what our father does. And, you know, some people might think, but that's old covenant. That's old. You're reading from the Old Testament. I want you to read in Matthew 23, 23. Jesus was talking to the scribes and Pharisees and he was saying, well, you do the tenth. You do all of that. But he said, you don't you've neglected important things like law, justice, mercy and faithfulness. He said, you should practice the latter without neglecting the former. In other words, he's saying there's more to it. It's more to it than being legal. Oh, I'm going to better give my tenth. I better do my first. It's not legal. We've got, it's, it's a matter of mercy in the heart. It's a matter of justice. You see, when we are giving God what's his, there's justice. And he's going to establish justice in our life. When we give God what's his, there's mercy. And he's going to establish mercy in our life. Amen. So when we say it takes faith to believe, to give him the first fruit, the tenth is his, but so is the first fruit. And the word says in James 2, 17, 18, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, it is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. It takes faith to give the Lord what's his because we tend to think it's ours and we tend to think, oh, but I need this for that or but, oh, I want this for that and oh, but I think I should do this with that. But it's his and that's the main thing that we have to keep in mind. Some things to know about our God. There's some things that our God cannot do. Well, one thing, our God, he cannot change. He cannot change because he cannot become more perfect. He can't become or get better. God cannot change. In the scripture we just read, I change not. The Lord does not change. He cannot think as we think. We reason and we try to figure things out. That's how we think. But God is already knowing all things, all things. And God is not ever having to think like, oh, something just occurred to me. 
He can't think like that. So he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are higher than yours. My ways are higher. So we must understand that our God cannot think like we think. This is our Father. There's another thing that he cannot do. He cannot be second. He cannot be second. He is higher than all. He is, first of all, preeminent. He can't accept an offering that is not first because he is first. And you, he may, you may think he's second in your life, but he's not second. He's been first all along. He's always been first. So God is first. He cannot be second. Amen? And to be in line, aligned with him, to be in covenant with him, we must be connected to him with the first. This is how he did it all through scriptures. This is our father. This is not some man-made thing. So the tithe must be first. It belongs to the Lord. The tithe is the Lord's. In Leviticus 27.30, it said, And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit or the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy. It's holy to the Lord. The tithe must be first, not leftovers. The blessing redeems. It covers. Redeems means it, it covers. It makes whole. It makes perfect. It puts his hand on it. It covers the rest of the 90%. So we can give the Lord what's his, and he will bless the 90. He will protect the 90. And not only that, it will multiply. So the, the why of the blessing and the inheritance. And in Exodus 13, uh, 14 through 15, it says here, So it shall be when your son asks you in time to, to come, and he's saying, what is this that you say to him? By the strength of the hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. So as we give our tithe, as we give our first fruits, when our children come and say, why are you giving so much? Why are you doing this? We can tell them we were once in bondage. We were once in a dry place, but we're delivered now. We were once slaves to hell, but we're delivered. And son, this is why I give. This is why, because this is where my heart is. The word says where your heart is, there your treasure will be. So that's what the word says. And it said, it came to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go, that the Lord killed all the firstborn land of Egypt. They belonged to him anyway. They always belonged to him. He says, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, a sacrifice to the Lord of all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. Amen. So this is our father. So we have a prayer. Does, does Charlena, you got that to pass out? And this is something that when you go home and you ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, from this teaching that I heard tonight, what is it that you are trying to teach me? What is it that I need to change in my thinking? It's all about the Lord saying, I am first. It's who I am. 
And we need to be aligned with him for everything to happen, for all the blessing, for all the miracles, for all the, for all the things that God wants to do in bringing his kingdom in, on the earth. We need to be aligned with him. And you say, well, I don't know what you mean by first fruits. What does that mean? That means like if you get a raise, and a lot of people get a raise at the beginning of the year, or different seasons change. When you get a raise in your income, that first raise is his. That's what it is, the first fruit of your increase. Every season I do tax work, every tax season, the first monies that come in for the first tax return that I do, I give all of that to the Lord because then I know he's going to bless the rest of this season. Amen? So that's what first fruits is. If anybody has any questions about it, I'll be, I'll be glad to answer your questions on first fruits what it is it's the first of your increase and of the lord amen everything that he's given so we have tithe we have offerings and we have first fruits amen and he says all of the tithe is his all of the first fruits is his and offerings we we give to the lord the offerings are what the Holy Spirit tells us to give in offerings. Amen. So there's a prayer that you've been handed out. And I'm just going to read it through. And maybe when you get time to sit down and think about things in your life and how you're lining up with God and, and questioning yourself, Lord, I want to I be aligned with you and who you are. You are the first. So you want to read this prayer. It says, Dear Heavenly Father, at this time, I stand before you with my first fruit. It represents the fruit of my work for the year. Today I make covenant with you, Lord, and bring it to you, trusting that you will redeem and multiply the rest of my yearly income. I sow this offering into fertile ground, your storehouse, as I sign all, as I, as, I, I can't see it, as a sign of my, as a sign of my thankfulness. And I declare that this year my home will not experience lack, but rather my comings and my goings will be blessed, and your goodness and your mercy shall follow me every day of my life. I thank you, Father, in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. So when we come to give our first fruits, we do it in honor of the Lord. We do it to connect our heart to his and saying that he is first and the first belongs to him and we align with him and who he is. And we say, God, you are first. Amen. We're getting ready to take communion. Chris, you'll get the lights. Todd will bring you up by row, and, um, and we'll serve Packed you. house tonight. Oh, my word. Praise God. Glory night. Get excited. It's glory night. We're about to go to the glory. Hey, we're going to need some more. Yeah, we're going to need some more. We're gonna... All right, Todd. <laughs> it's on you, buddy.
Jesus. Lord, we thank you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your love, your loving kindness and your tender mercy. We thank you for the opportunity.